Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Windy Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to get into a, a little bit more of Mormonism, Mormonism sort of, or yeah. should we say the Latter-day Saint movement, or um, the Church of Christ movement, yeah. or the... We're, we're, we're digging into the history, we're looking at some of the offshoots, splinter groups of Mormonism. Oh, um, it's fun, you guys. Yeah, it, at- it may, I don't know if it sounds boring, but it gets really wacky really quick. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have fun with it. <laughs> It's it's a delight. Oh yeah, hell yeah! It's a delightful mess. It's, it is a god awful mess. It's unbelievable. Everything just went crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, it's kind of funny, you know. I mean, not to get into it yet, but like growing up Mormon, like mainstream Mormon, uh-huh. the big Mormon. Growing up in big the big Mormon. It, hey, what were we gonna call it? The downtown church? I like corporate church. I, I I'm I'm going to call them the Youngites. The Youngites. Yeah. I like corporate church because it's just kind of. It's a little disparaging. Anyway, growing up in well, that no, growing up in group. that church, um, you just you, you you aren't just you aren't aware of it. You, no. I mean, you know about like the biggins, right? Yeah, you know about the polygamists yeah. and sort of their splintery thing, but you just kind of dismiss them outright, right? Because they're kooky and they're just in into that thing. And that may be all you know about from most Mormons. For most Mormons, I knew about the RLDS, right? Um, but beyond that, I didn't know. I don't really know about them. So we're going to get into that. We're going to learn a lot. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Anywho. Yeah. I don't even think I have a a handle on it yet. Because it's a mess. It's just too much. You you could spend your life just studying these things. I'm sure someone has. There's a doctoral dissertation out there. That's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's interesting and all, but come on. But come on. (laughs) Um, Hey, you know... uh, I I'd like to go to to your youth, my youth. Think back to uh, to your time in high school. Mm. We're, we're in Oklahoma, fabulous Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, fabulous Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, what 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 do the license plates look like there, Frank? Can you describe them for me? Well, the current ones, um, they're the, well. Oklahoma always likes to sort of show off their Native American. Mm. thing I mean, tried out, tons, the, tried tons out the engines yeah you know i mean the the state seal has is all indiany right right um and so now um it has a guy an indian dude uh-huh native american dude on it and i believe he has an a uh, an bow and arrow drawn right right pointing up at the sky pointing at the sky yeah because apparently american indians liked hunting stars mm it was a, it's sort of a night sky. It's I've actually, done that before. It's actually a lovely little pastiche on there. Yeah. Well, it's not lovely what? to Pastor Keith Cressman <gasps> of St. Mark's United Methodist Church in Bethany, Oklahoma. Why? Well, because uh, somehow it has uh, religious significance to the natives. Mm. It's, uh, it's the rain god or some, somehow related to the rain god. Oh, uh, okay. I thought they really have gods so much. The great rain spirit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, it, it it means that all Oklahomans have to drive around with an image of quote. Well, oh, with no. they have to. They're they're compelled to be a moral a mobile billboard for a pagan religion. Oh dear God. It's horrible. Yeah. He brings up a good point. He he has he's being forced to advertise <laughs> for paganism. 
Oh no! Is that really the takeaway here? Uh, See, seriously, I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah, I just thought it was a, a Native American hole, like shooting yeah. a bow, shooting an yeah. arrow. Uh, with that's a bow. that's pretty much what it is. I I I I don't know. I mean, nobody's making him, you know, put a dream catcher on his rearview mirror, <laughs> which I mean, that's not that's not what's happening here. No, no. Although he should. He lives in Oklahoma. He should have it's the dream catcher. required. You're, you saw the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You I saw a lot it. of dream catchers. It's a, it's a dream. It, the dreams are caught in Oklahoma. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. And they stay there. <laughs> and, and they and die there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the dreams of Oklahoma are caught and quickly disposed of in Oklahoma. <laughs> They're not allowed to leave. Well, you, you leave and then you create new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get out you, of the you, state, you're okay. You're not going to escape with your dreams intact, though. No. You got to get new dreams when you get out <laughs> once you get out of oklahoma you can you can start dreaming again mm. but uh but yes apparently the uh the the image is uh it's a reproduction of a sculpture um which is in the smithsonian institution oh. called sacred rain arrow oh uh it's based lovely. on an ancient chirichua chiricahua apache legend about a bow, about a warrior who had his bow and arrow blessed by a medicine man for the purpose of in, of ending a drought. A drought, as you do. Yeah, this guy. So this pastor, this pastor is freaked out because of a guy who shot a bow into the air, so an arrow into the air, so that he could stop make rain happen. Right. <laughs> Why do I have to have that on my license plate? <laughs> oh my God! Shut oh. up! But the uh, the lawsuit's going through. A judge has allowed Ooh. the lawsuit to begin. Now this would be interesting because what happened in Oklahoma, and I asked my parents about this because uh, I went to go visit, and uh, I noticed that. Every single car in the state had this license plate on, and yeah. it was not the one that was there just like a year or two prior. Oh, okay. And I was like, what is this? This is crazy. How did every single car get it? Well, apparently the state of Oklahoma recalled all existing plates, and oh. it reissued everybody a new license plate so they could all have this image on it. See, this guy's right. He is this right. This guy is totally right. They are forcing this on him. They they, they actually literally did. Yeah. yeah. Now, he could opt for some kind of vanity, vanity plate. plate or they have they have options for like, you know, wildlife plates. Like he can't all, afford most it. Most other states he do. It's, he's poor. Yeah. He can't afford it. He lives huh. in Oklahoma. He could get one like my mom had forever. She had a, a an abortion one. <laughs> actually, it was still on the car, wasn't it? I'm guessing Did you not. See it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was still and, there. And I'm thinking I'm it's, used to it's it, not so. pro-abortion. No, it's not like, <laughs> hey, hey, girls, <laughs> knocked up. There's a way out. No, yeah, no. It's uh, please don't abort. That's it's, and I'm guessing it's a slightly more firm language than please. Yeah, and it, I think it has like a little teddy bear on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because if you abort, what will the teddy bear industry do? They'll lose money. They will. There's a teddy bear that now doesn't have its companion baby. Right. Oh, that's sad. That's really sad. They were, they were, that, that teddy bear spirit <laughs> came down from heaven. There needs to be an anti-abortion mm. campaign of teddy bears crying in toy stores. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's just this zo slow zoom 
on this sad teddy bear, mm. and then a single tear drops down its little oh. plush face. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I really wanted to be raised by a teenage mother. I know. Aww. All right, what do you got? Uh, well, apparently, um, this is sad. This is really sad. Um, this comes to us from sort of the auction slash art world. Um, apparently, uh, the images of the crucifixion are no longer pulling down the same prices at auction as they used to. <laughs> and this is sad, man. You for can't owners of who, pe- for, you know, when people like invested yeah. in crucifixion art in in religious iconography art, they thought they thought that the value was going to keep going up. Well, apparently. Uh, in January, a um, a late 14th century Florentine painting of Jesus on the cross um, that was estimated to be value the value of it was estimated between eight eighty thousand and one hundred twenty thousand dollars sold at Sotheby's for only eighty six point or eighty six thousand five hundred. Oh. Um, and an Italian crucifixion from the same period estimated between a hundred thousand and hundred fifty thousand sold for a hundred and ten five at the same auction. Mm. And, and you know what this is? This is a, a, a good market correction. <laughs> the bubble burst. The bubble the, the, the Jesus bubble has burst. There, now there's gonna be a bit of a of a Jesus depression for a minute or, uh, yeah. or a recession. We'll say right. a Jesus. Well, it, We'll see recession. if the government steps in to, uh, <laughs> to, to subsidize <laughs> subsidize the 16th century Jesus on a cross <laughs> industry. Yeah, yeah. And then, but this is not the only one. This is this is the sad one. Oh no! This is the one that just like this oh. one shows. Oh, I'm nervous. Is. So, um, so this was in January. So in December, um, Sotheby's London sold a mid 16th century Netherlandish crucifixion sculpture. That was estimated between uh, thirty-one five and forty-seven thousand. Um, only they sold it for only twenty-seven five. <gasps> so even below the estimate, yeah, like well below, well below the the low end. Oh, of their, oh, yeah. like if you were it selling just, that crucifixion, it's a gut shot sculpture. That is a gut shot right mm. there. Mm. But then again, uh, you know, you have to look at corollaries. This could be a function of people not caring about the Netherlands. Mm. That yeah. was, it was Netherlandish. Well, what they're saying is that wealthy Catholics uh, these days um, don't seem... This is a quote. Um, uh, wealthy Catholics nowadays in general do not seem to be particularly ambitious to crown their art collections with an outstanding crucifix <laughs> or a painted crucifixion. Okay, you so, know I'm I'm down a, with this. Like, frankly, what it should what art should be about is the art. Mm. I mean, I guess if you like the subject matter, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I guess there are those who, oh excuse me, who collect uh, rude Dan. Yeah, well, whatever. There are those who collect like ship art, sure, and, like like nautical art. Oh, yeah, or whatever. there's gonna be people who are fascinated with one thing. That's sure, great. sure. But in general, I mean, if it's if it's a really good Jesus on a cross, I think we should all be able to appreciate it. Mm. You know, I love Catholic shit like this. Sure. Like, I could spend, and I have spent afternoons in little museums in yeah. it, throughout Italy, 
with nothing seriously significant in their collection, but just looking at all the little, you know, triptychs and uh-huh. whatnot, and just, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, good art's good art. A, yeah. a, a well-executed painting mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is a thing to behold. Yeah. It's so, you know, I don't care if it's about Jesus. Yeah. Well, but... Then you buy one and then you hang it upside oh, yeah. down. Yeah, but you know, you buy one and you want the value to go up. Well, you that's want true. these wealthy Catholics to be interested in this crap. Nope, it's not. An, you can't think of Jesus as an investment piece anymore. Mm, that's it's, too bad. It's it's falling. Mm. <laughs> the value of Jesus has fallen <laughs> significantly. You know, Jesus just doesn't retain his value the way he used to. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, that's fun. There you go. Hey, uh, so I'm looking uh, in North Carolina. Oh. Now, as you know, that state has a very solid reputation for being very liberal mm-hmm. in its politics. You just agreed with me on that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're not thinking. No, you're, you're, not, you're not. No, it's true. There's they, no there's liberals. Liberal, liberals abound. No, they don't. It's Well, okay. So here's the deal. In their state, in their state <laughs> legislature, it... Both houses are controlled entirely by Republicans, by, by, the, by the conservatives. Oh, no. And, uh, and strangely, the conservatives have been proposing um, tax proposals that would, uh, you'll be shocked by this, mm. would raise the taxes of lower and middle income people and lower the taxes of the wealthy. What? It's, it's trickle down in the worst way, meaning... There's rich poop, and it trickles down all over everybody So the else. taxes trickle down as well. Yeah, the taxes the definitely tax rate trickles down. It trickles down and lands firmly at the bottom. <laughs> the tax responsibility anyway, trickles there's, down. Anyway, there's a lot of people who are upset about this. Um, uh, so they've, there's been a protest that's been happening for a while. For since, uh, since when? Oh, I read it somewhere. Anyway, it's been happening for a little while, which is that uh, every Monday... They call it Moral Mondays. Mm, uh, since catchy. April 29th, they've, mm-hmm. people have been gathering uh, at the uh, at the Capitol and protesting, calling oh. it Moral Monday. And morality. This is interesting because obviously the 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 Republicans like to think like to talk about how they have the the monopoly on morality. Well, I thought they did. Yeah, you know, I think the moral monopoly. As I'm pretty it, sure that that's as it turns out, game, morality hasn't actually uh, officially endorsed one or the other party, right? Yet, right? I'm sure that there there will be a statement from morality soon, right? On that point, okay, cool. Anyway, there's so 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 they're doing these uh, moral Mondays, mm-hmm. and suddenly a bunch of Christian denominations are joining in on the moral Monday uh, protests. Pastors are showing up. And saying that they agree with the moral Mondayers? Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, I've been waiting for this to happen. It's, I mean, Jesus was all about, like, protect the poor, don't protect the rich. Exactly. That was Jesus's, like, main message, really. Right. Uh, so, so it sounds like religion's catching up. A few of the, a, reli- a few of the religious leaders Good. Uh, are, are doing it, uh, and they were arrested. Why? <laughs> How? Under... For what? Uh, just for civil disobedience. Uh, this, I think it was this either this last Monday or the Monday before. Uh, the to- there were more than 480 people arrested, many of whom are clergy. 
Many of whom had never even participated in Moral Mondays before, and then they just showed up that day and got themselves. Boy, they got in the. They showed up on the wrong Monday. Yeah, somebody's got a case of the Mondays, (laughs) the Moral Mondays. Oh boy. Uh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. I, so, yeah. Uh, so there you go. The, I, nobody expects the uh, legislature to listen to them, but that's. Uh, but oh, arresting? Lord. I mean, what were they? I don't know if they were throwing rocks. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they were just yelling. I'm guessing loud. yelling, hollering. Did they march in somewhere they didn't belong? Maybe. Was it like I did. A, did they get them on a trespassing? Unfortunately, type thing? I could not find too many sources. Hmm. Oh, so 84 protesters were arrested for civil disobedience. Oh. And then, uh, and then. I hope some of the pastors did. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they were. Good. They were civilly disobedient. Awesome. Perhaps even uncivilly disobedient. I, I think it's, I think it's good when people end up getting arrested for. I mean, yeah. not, not in the sense of like keeping law and order, but in the sense of it really highlights and it brings attention to the issue. So just you to know. just to be clear about my numbers, the number four hundred and eighty that I gave is the number is the total number of Moral Monday arrests to but date. But it happened so far. Wow! But eighty four happened were arrested on Monday. This Monday on on uh, yeah, because apparently the uh, the uh, yeah there was something that was due to take effect uh, this on June thirtieth. So mm. these these guys were were showing up. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Oh, his unemployment benefits were going to be cut. Wow. 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 These people. This. This. This sounds like a good state legislature. Oh yeah. Well, so, it, you know what? It sounds a, like they're on it. It's an got excellent state legislature out. if you're rich. Oh yeah. Sounds like the place to be. <laughs> mm. I think they've still got a, a sort of. It sounds like they've still got a plantation mentality. <laughs> Where it's just like let's. We've got to protect me. our old boys from the, mm-hmm. you know, from from the government. <laughs> I say, I had a mint julep with Mr., you know, somebody. Sweet tea. They, they I, I, sweet I, we, tea. We sat out on the veranda and enjoyed a sweet tea together, and he said he talked to me about the onerous uh, effects of uh, taxes on his... On the wealthy. On the wealthy. We decided that we needed to shift this burden <laughs> to those who can best afford it because they're not using the money for anything. He said he was paying of tens of thousands of dollars, while meanwhile these poor people are barely paying any thousands of dollars. Anything at all. <laughs> hardly, a, hardly a penny. <laughs> well, I just don't see the fairness in that, my friends. He needs to open a business. <laughs> And what are they doing? <laughs> Buying PlayStations? <laughs> lazy. They're all Flat just... screen televisions? They're all just lazy. <laughs> Flipping burgers like lazy people. Why don't you working start in, a business like a Working like in a call person. centers? Oh, I there's no call centers in North Carolina. <laughs> Thank you for calling Discover. <laughs> How can I help you today? <laughs> Everyone... <laughs> it's funny. Suddenly, everybody's clamoring for the Indians again, for, for like the Indian call centers, because they uh, they can't stand having their call sent their calls fielded by Paul Dean, <laughs> who is a racist, by the way. Paul Did Dean? you see that thing? No. What did she do? Oh, I sh- allegedly she's a racist. What she? What she allegedly uses the N word? 
Well, that allegedly that. was planning a wedding with a uh, with a plantation theme and was hiring black people to be the slaves <laughs> to serve the thing. Oh, Paula Dean. <laughs> she likes butter, but she hates the Negras. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, well, um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. speaking of this fine country of ours oh we're in a country that's true um a uh 64 year 64 year <laughs> a 64 year old woman from the uk um who has uh spent the last uh well more than 30 years in the u.s uh her name is margaret uh doughty doughty probably doughty margaret doughty mm-hmm. i'm gonna say uh, she's been in the process of applying for citizenship. I, I bet most, I bet a lot of our listeners actually heard this story. Yeah. Um, but she is being denied citizenship on the grounds uh, that her morality doesn't come from a religion. She's a conscientious objector. Right. And she objects to part of the oath of citizenship that says that she'll take up arms. Yes. To defend the country. Correct. And she doesn't want. She wouldn't want to do that. And she's 64 years old, so she would never need to. Right. She's, Most likely. We yeah. are in dire straits. Yeah. <laughs> if we were getting 64-year-old women. Uh-huh. All right, send in the granny squad. <laughs> I, uh, we ran out of able-bodied young men long ago. We've been doing mostly grandpas and preteen women, preteen girls. It's time to send time in the six. Yes. Uh, yeah, that... You, it does seem like the white flag would be raised <laughs> long before we got to that point. Yeah, citizenship doesn't count for much at this point. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, yeah, the 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 um, whatever. So the, yeah, she she said she was morally opposed to violence, mm-hmm. and so the response back from the <laughs> U.S. government was, "Well, you need to base that in." Like that, you can do that. You can be a conscientious objector, but you have to belong to a church that requires you to be a right. conscientious objector. Right, because you can't because have you can't morality just... without Jesus. Exactly, or you know, Krishna or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that's. This is the country we live in. Mm-hmm. This is. The, I mean, it's little moments like these. Like every everything seems fine for us atheists. Mm-hmm. Right up until this happens, yeah. and then it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like when I read this, I was literally shocked. Mm-hmm. I was too. I hadn't thought. I'm very rarely shocked by these stories. These stories <laughs> usually don't shock me at all. Yeah. And then I read this one, and I'm like, oh, oh, they really don't even think we count mm-hmm. as humans. Yeah. Like, well, they, they don't. They don't think that anybody. Like, here's here's the issue with that is. You're not complete. You're not capable of making this this judgment call for yourself without there being a religion, without right. there being people telling you right. that it's wrong. And I hear that. You know, you hear that message. You get that message from a lot of religious leaders. You get that message from a lot of people who, like, you know, when you just lay people who don't get that, you know, you can be moral without God. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the first time you come out to them as atheists, they're like, well, but... What I just go out and kill myself. What's to stop you from killing somebody or killing, right. you know, what's to stop you from stealing everything? So you hear that from a lot of like ignorant people. But when the U.S. government endorses the, well, what's to stop you from killing somebody position. Right. 
Oh boy, we got we still got a ways to go here, people. Yeah, the parents, there's a there's there's a road ahead. Right. This is uh, it seems to me to be a very clear first uh, amendment violation. Um, <laughs> and you think? And she uh, has some some fairly good ground to stand on yeah. if she wants to take it that way, which she probably will. And I think that um, and and there's a, you know American atheist is getting behind her. Mm-hmm. I know that there's some big organizations that are getting behind her on this, right? Well, there's a a, a court case, uh, Welsh versus the United States, um, wherein Elliot Welsh refused to take up arms on a moral objection rather than a religious one, right? Um, and uh, However, under the Universal Military Training and Service Act, one could only uh, object to joining the armed forces based on a religious conviction involving a supreme being. The court, however, the Supreme Court, agreed that Welsh could be considered a conscientious objector based on his own personal moral grounds. Right. So cases have already been decided that would lead me to believe that she's probably in the end with the right right you know, yeah yeah i mean people involved she's going to be fine sure. but at the same time this really highlights an important issue right and she's us. she's been living in this country for how long 30 plus years so it's not like you know she has been a productive member of our society oh yeah she's been here she's been doing it this was just meant to be a rubber stamp mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, they they don't they they're not fond of us non-believers. They just don't dig it. Yeah, they don't. They're they're ugh. they're poop. <laughs> they're made of poop. <laughs> that's my that's my final Aww. word on the matter. Rude, Dan. Poop. Well, way to take this to the gutter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go even further into the gutter with my next story, though. Oh, and I'll follow you. <laughs> Yay, we're good. Okay. <laughs> and now begins our qu- quick descent in, <laughs> into bullshit. Um, uh, so <laughs> I gu- I'm guessing that if, you, if I tell you that I'm about to talk about uh, a Republican representative in uh, Texas, <laughs> in the state legislature. Currently already bracing myself. Yeah. Yes. Uh He's got a really good new argument for why abortion needs to be able to happen or needs to not be allowed uh, even earlier. Oh, so, or, or why, okay. why the, where the window where you can have an abortion needs to be even smaller. Okay. Because, uh, <laughs> well, he's a doctor. Oh. And it's to do with masturbation. This one's a good one. Okay. Who's masturbating? The fetus. <laughs> <laughs> yes God. yes indeed really apparently I, i've i've seen newborns plenty uh, of newborns we've all seen newborns yeah and they how, like they like to would, touch yeah but a newborn isn't no here's the deal here's they're the, not gonna be able to pull that off here's so, the deal how does this work in ultrasounds mm. sometimes you can see a little boy a little male fetus with his hands down on his Wiener. Okay. And that, to him, means he's enjoying himself. He's feeling pleasure. And if he can feel pleasure, that's he can feel pain. Is that the only time anybody would ever put their hands down in that region is to masturbate? Is that what he's saying? I guess. Because I has, he, has he watched... I don't know. There seems to be sort of some required motion 
They have he s- says, some, some coor- <laughs> like, it's a kind of a coordinated effort between a, a few different muscle groups, right? Like, he, oh, yeah. I mean, these things can't even grip yet. Exactly. But he's but but his claim is a 15 week old baby have movements that are purposeful. They stroke their face. If they're a male baby, they may have their hand between their legs. What if about girl babies? Don't girl babies, you know? Well, what it points to me is like if the baby's sort of feeling around and there's an implement to grab or to, oh. you know, or to, to, be, to, to check out as opposed to. They just don't go digging around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know. I, if, hell if I know. All I know is that he is making the case that a 15-week-old baby, if it can feel pleasure, then it can feel pain. Well, I saw one with a cocktail glass once. So. <laughs> that guy was feeling no pain. Yeah, he was having a good time. He was three sheets. Three sheets to the embryonic fluid. I saw, I, I saw a sonogram of a 13-week-old baby that was weeping. Oh. Just crying because it heard about other babies being abor- aborted. Yeah, I, I saw that one too. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. that's that's proof mm-hmm. that uh, you can't abort babies. Yeah, because other babies will cry in the womb. Mm-hmm. I saw one reading the newspaper. <laughs> it was it was really sad. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> because what was really sad? You are a liar. Because now the babies <laughs> because the babies don't have newspapers. They've got iPads. They've got. What was really sad about it was that it was the Wall Street Journal. Oh, that is sad. Oh, no, poor it, thing. You know, <laughs> the worst part is that most babies they just read fluff. They read like the Enquirer. Mm-hmm. None of them go for the hard news. That yeah, babies are just ridiculous that way. Well, they're really they're really interested in celebrity news. I think you know? I think you should be able having, to abort. Having seen so many celebrity movies, right? They're I think, just fascinating. I, I think abortion abortion should be legal or not legal based on what that particular fetus is reading mm-hmm. well their opinion on brangelina <laughs> that, that was... if yeah, I, i'm sorry we can't allow this abortion your child is reading the brontes <laughs> if they're into the classics we really have to let this one live oh are you kidding me no this this those are the ones that <laughs> those the are the conservatives ones that we... want aborted that's right that's right they're like does your child like honey boo boo <laughs> then we're, yeah. then we're keeping it you have to keep it. That's terrible. My child has expressed pacifist views. You may abort. <laughs> Please. Uh, well, that's too bad. Well, well, you know, the other thing that this points out, is this guy doesn't realize the can of worms he's opened. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's saying that we may have all mastered, we may have sins we haven't repented for. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we may have masturbated in the womb. Oh. And we don't remember. Right. How, how am I supposed to atone for sins that I don't even know I committed? Who knows what else I did in there? I've heard of twins killing their, their I, twin. I could have blasphemed yeah. in the womb and yeah. not known about it. Yeah. Yeah, murder? Sure. Murder. murder. Sure. Murder in the womb. <laughs> which, which was the name, I think, of the film that Hitchcock was going to make right before he died. Oh, like, it was in pre-production. No. It was ready to go. Yeah. Murder in the womb. Yeah. Oh, it was good. He had some great shots planned for that one. It's a sequel to the, really? A Womb with a View. Dan. Boy, you did take this to the gutter. Okay, Just fine. Way down. way down. Yeah, let's see where you go. <laughs> well, Something um, tells me it's no better. This comes to us from USA Today. That's a good start. <laughs> that is a good start. You know, I read that when I was in the womb. I don't know if you yeah. know that. Well, yeah. The, the, the charts help. 
the, the yeah, faces. Yeah, it's very visual. Yeah. It's nice. Um, who don't have eyes yet. Uh, actually, eyes form really early, don't they? But anyways. Um, anyways, uh, the headline says, Conservative mom slam craft over naked zesty guy. <laughs> Craft being the food maker. Craft, K-R-A-F-T, yeah. yeah. And zest, the Naked Zesty guy being their latest ad campaign. Mm, and um, he is zesty. Oh, he is zesty. Yeah. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't mind oh, my goodness. getting some salad with that guy. Ooh, getting your... Well, the Okay, are... wait, wait. <laughs> wow. Window opened, and we got to slam that thing shut real quick. Because suddenly salad, salad and gay sex have uh, all sorts of... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um, so anyways. So what are these moms mad about? They are mad because they're turned on. Well, of course that. Um, there's the million... That, so the family... The American Family Association has... Um, uh, they have an arm mm. called uh, the One Million Moms, mm-hmm. uh, and they're sort of one of these like uh, pressure groups, right? Right. They do the million. They were probably what did the Million Mom March, and then they just call themselves a Million Moms. Probably. Now. I doubt they actually all, all twenty thousand of them. Of them. Right. They, yeah. They, I doubt that they've. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no way they've got a million. No. Um, but anyways, they um, they don't like these ads. I mean, and and just to, to kind of let you know, like, yeah, he's he's totally zesty. Um, he, uh, through the ads, he's being all sort of innuendo-y, you know, mm. and the, the, it's the zesty Italian, like, right. um, salad dressing. Yeah. Right. Um, and at the end of it, it's so zesty, it like burns his clothes off. Ooh. Right. And just, just leaving like a little, um, well, in the one that I saw, he was behind a counter. Mm. Apparently there's another one where he just has like an apron on. Right. That's all you can see there. I'm looking at a picture right now of him laying on a picnic blanket. Mm. Uh, w- apparently with nothing on, just a corner of the picnic blanket covering up his nethers. Oh. And um, he is a hunk, this yeah, guy. Very, very nice looking man. Uh, so anyways, they uh, took out an ad. Where did the ad run? The Million Moms? The Million Moms took out an ad, a full two-page ad. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. In the Des Moines Register or something? <laughs> no, okay, so the um, the One Million Moms declared it the most disgusting ad on the inside front cover that we have ever seen. Front cover of the what? The front cover <clears throat> of a magazine that they would be looking a, at. A ladies' magazine? A ladies' magazine. It's it's a magazine spread um, that, 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 that stars ba- birthday-suited model Anderson Davis... Um. Yeah. So Ooh, his name is Anderson. Anderson. That's sexy. Oh. Anyways. Uh. And so it says a full two-page ad features a in asterisk ked man lying on a picnic blanket with only a small portion of the blanket barely covering his g asterisk in a t a l s. So they won't even write the word out naked or genitals. It is. It is easy to see what this ad is really selling. Yeah. It Kraft is really breaking new ground here with using sex to sell a product. Uh, oh, apparently they used the asterisks to get past certain spam filters. Uh oh, I see. Right. This was a uh, yeah, but anyways. Oh my god. You, I'll tell you what. Do you know who's 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 really behind all of this protest? Mm. Wishbone. 
<laughs> this protest has been funded by Wishbone, by or by uh, Newman's own salad dressing. Uh, so uh, the organization, the consortium of salad dressings that are losing to Kraft. <laughs> their press release continued it says Kraft has gone too far. And will push away loyal conservative customers with this new ad campaign. What? Christians will not be able to buy craft dressings or any of their products until they clean up their advertising. What? The customers they are attempting to attract women and mothers are the very <laughs> ones they are driving away. Who will want craft products in their fridge or pantry if this vulgarity is what they represent? One million moms cannot get over the gall of this company. It is unnecessary <laughs> for craft to use sex to sell salad dressing. That is amazing. Wow. And what's great is that, yeah, they Kraft thought they had a home run on their hands here. Mm -hmm. And they did. And they did. It's a great, it's a, it's actually a funny campaign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and believe the, me, and they're selling a, salad dressing because of this. And these, oh, for sure. People are like, mm-hmm. And honestly, these ladies needed to come out against about, you know, 2,000 other ad campaigns before this one. Oh, no kidding. I but mean, this one crossed the line. Be because it's salad dressing. <laughs> it's wholesome. You know, Hidden Valley is outraged right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The I, whole industry is being dragged down into the gutter because of these people. Right. It's ruining, it's ruining salads across the world. Across the country, salads. Nobody's going to enjoy tossed salad ever <laughs> again. Yeah, nobody... Okay, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. I can be bad, but I can't be entirely vulgar. I will okay. uh, I will slow myself down a little bit. <sighs> Toss salad. Okay. Well, go out and buy yourself some sexy man. <laughs> I mean salad dressing. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh and yeah. So uh, if you want to reach us and tell us how zesty your dressing is, mm. you can could do so by uh Going to facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Or you could email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can even tell us your things in your own voice yeah. by leaving a voicemail at 424-666-TGIA, which is 424-666-8442. That is correct. We're going to take a uh, brief intermission. Mm. Um, and this is a, this is some video that was shot at, um, a little, uh, protest of sorts, I hmm. guess. Um, some guys are playing the guitar and singing a fun little I think we're all going to be singing him. I think we're this all going to be singing this one yeah. for days afterwards. I, I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with the song, but I can it's see why one. they've recently included it in all the, all the hymnals. Yes. So, so here we go. Be gay, it's, like folks. it's not okay to be a home. 
song, but he, it makes a very profound point. The point is, God did not create uh, us to be homosexual. God made man and woman. Oh, it's too bad the video cuts off there. I was I hoping know. for another verse. <laughs> Such a catchy tune. It is. It's got that nice bluesy sort of guitar yeah. thing going. Uh-huh. They, they uh-huh. got that that seven in there on that mm-hmm. on those guitar chords. Oh, yeah. no, it makes, nice. makes all it's the really difference. Really nice. Catchy little tune. Sure. Sure. Fun little, and, little thing. And such a and such an important part of the theology. Mm-hmm. When, when, when it comes right down to it, really, if you want to enshrine any any part of your of your theology. The uh, the sexual mores are really the ones that you really need to you worry focus about. focus on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The don'ts are always more important than the do's. Right. Yeah, yeah. In any religion, really. Well, right? I mean, those are the ones that go on stone. You don't, yeah. you don't see, you don't see, you know, love thy neighbor on a stone tablet. Right. Nobody cares about In front of a courthouse love, somewhere. Love thy neighbor. It's love thy neighbor unless they're gay. <laughs> no, they would say that they love the person. And but they hate the same. hate the yucky poo poo sex. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, not okay to be gay. It's not. Apparently, well, according you know, now we know. Now we finally, finally, somebody we've told got us. a definitive answer on the subject of yeah. whether or not it's okay to be gay. And I assume you'll be leaving your boyfriend now. Turned out to be a, a little song. I wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. expecting that. <laughs> it's usually the things you don't expect. I, I assume that now that you know. You'll be abandoning your your gay lifestyle now that you've heard this song. Well, right, because because it was never presented in a convincing well, because it's argument. Not Adam and Steve, clearly, right. And so now, wait be- a minute. Neither you nor your boyfriend's name are Adam nor Steve. <laughs> right. So I guess it's okay, right? But I just love the argument, right? Oh, it wasn't Adam and Steve. Oh, oh, oh. Well, now it all makes that- sense. They're right. The first couple was straight, yeah. and therefore everyone has to be exactly it's, the way the first couple yeah. was. That make, that makes so of much course. sense. Of course, you know, you know what, you know who I feel for. There've got to be gay couples out there who are actually Adam and Steve. Oh, they love it. Yeah, they love being Adam. Of and course, Steve. They, yeah. But yeah. eventually, it gets old. Eventually, yeah, after, a while. after like the thirtieth time of introducing mm. yourself, and somebody makes a joke about it. It's just like, ugh. I no, we're not Adam and we're Steve and Adam, and I'm actually going to start going by Stefan. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Stefan, and you can you can call me A AJ. It's <laughs> Stefan and AJ. That's our names. Leave us alone. <laughs> uh, uh, well, so Frank, uh, we've had some emails. It's true. Some people have written unto us. Yes, uh, I we got an email. Uh, from Jennifer, who uh, this one's a fun one. He she says, "Hey, I discovered your podcast a few months ago and ran through the entire backlog about the same time that you started your tour." Wow. Yeah, yeah. People do that, you know. Mm-hmm. We we need to start deleting the bad ones, <laughs> getting rid of all the <laughs> like the first one. <laughs> the first one isn't terrible. It's not terrible. We came up with that whole national hats thing. That was yeah, funny. That was funny. Anyway. Um, uh, so uh, she wanted to hold off on emailing us until she, until we returned to make sure that we uh, had a chance to appreciate uh, this amazing bit of atheistic religiosity, and it's Canadian. Just to add to the weirdness. Mm. Now I object to calling Canadians weird. Only people from Newfoundland, Canada, are weird. 
That's a funny joke because she's from she's a newfie. Oh, Jennifer's a newfie. Okay. <laughs> New? Did you know the Newfoundlanders are the uh, are are the 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 butt of the Canadian jokes? I didn't like like you know how we we callously make Polish jokes about people Polish or people being dumb Canadian or, jokes or Canadian. Jokes. <laughs> well, Canadians the butt of make, our jokes. <laughs> Canadians make newfie jokes, okay. and Jennifer, I think that they're unfair. Oh, I think they're being unfair. Anyway, she is saying uh, she, she what she's writing us about is Raelianism. Have oh. you heard of them? The Raelians? I've heard. Uh, they, they're, they're biggest they're in Qu- Quebec. Um, mm. And they believe that uh, that we were seeded here, uh, meaning S-E-E-D, like we were planted here oh. by intelligent aliens. <gasps> so they're wow. intelligent design proponents in that sense. Mm. Um she says, I, and most people, I'd say, first became aware of them when they claimed they had cloned an actual human back in 2002. Oh, right. When the world was all, did you really? Can we see? They were like, <laughs> um, nah. Human cloning has been part mm. of their religion, and they even have a separate group set up to further this cause. Mm. She says, mm. oh, and they're nudists. <laughs> oh, even better. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I she she she's pointing us to the wiki on these people. I actually I love the Raelians. They mm. are nuts. Yeah, they they're like I mean clearly the leader was this francophone French speaking dude who was like super into sex. So he mm-hmm. was all about like, but yeah, what he, francophone isn't right. Exactly, yeah. they're all. It just... comes with the language. Mm-hmm. And then, and so they, uh, they, yeah, he, he had all of these, he was taken up into their spaceship, I believe, mm. and given a lot of, uh, instructions and told mm. like the true history of us and they're going to come back at some point, of course, of course, and, uh, and, and rescue everybody or, or something. Oh, wow. But yeah, Raelians. with us. Yeah, that's they're, what they're going to do. Dude, it's going Surely to be... they took him up to their s- sexy spaceship, oh. and they had some sexy space some sex. Sp- space sex parties. With a francophone. <laughs> space sex, the final frontier. That would be the final frontier. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, they're nuts, and they're great, and I, I kind of love them. They do get a lot of nudity going. I, mm. I was actually first made aware of like who they really are. And I'll refer people to this from another podcast, the Ono, Ross, and Carrie podcast, mm, uh, mm. who they they like to go out and sort of join groups. So oh, they right. joined the Raelians, right? Uh, which is great. And w- they had to go out into the desert in they California. I don't, no, no, they don't have to be nude. And and uh, you know, it sounded to me like they weren't like it wasn't a you have to do anything. But boy, there was a lot of like nubile women dancing and. Yeah. Oh, I see. I'm looking at one right now in Seoul, South Korea. Yeah. They're all at over the, the place. At but the Love Hug Festival. I swear I feel like the Raelians, like the dude was actually did from you know? France. Yeah, he was. I just looked it up. Um, did you know that they are the second largest UFO religion? <laughs> Next, <laughs> after Scientology? After Scientology. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Rael. Yeah. The followers of Rael. Mm. And they've got this, uh, what's funny is that, uh, do you see their, 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 uh, their star, their star of David with the swirly thing yeah, in the middle. It kind of makes my eyes go crossed. Well, what would really make your eyes go crossed <laughs> is that I think their original symbol was a swastika. Sort <laughs> that of one variant. also makes my eyes go crossed. <laughs> I'm like, it was I a, can't follow it. It was a swastika variant of the star of David. 
Star of, Star of David with a swastika in the middle. Yeah, sure. That's why not, not going to upset anyone. No. No. How can you? How can you? How can you possibly go wrong with that? A, a swastika of David mm-hmm. is what I like to do. Yeah. Anyway, you know, uh, it's been used for millennia. Sure, it's been used forever. I love, I love when people do that. I, I've heard, I've seen multiple things where like somebody online will post a picture of them wearing a swastika, like swastika mm. earrings, mm. and then when people freak out, they'll be like, "No, I mean the Indian symbol of peace." <laughs> do your research. Yeah, no kidding. People. Look up history. Jeez. Wow, you are being really ignorant. You right would now. jump to the conclusion that I'm a Nazi just because I'm wearing. Wow, that really exposed something dark on your soul, right? Ew, <laughs> God, I'm just I'm just wearing a swastika, uh, and you are going around not knowing what it is. You you're, you're accusing me yeah. of hatred, and you know what that exposes? Your hatred. Yeah. Why are you so hateful? <laughs> just because of the swastika? Because I'm wearing a symbol of peace and or genocide. <laughs> But I've chosen which one. It, I've chosen it really the peace version, and everybody and you else just jumped to conclusions. Just, yeah. Assholes! You Assholes! Have, you have you have a really narrow mind. Open your mind. <laughs> oh, and then join the Raelians. <laughs> go have go have alien sexy time. Ooh, oh, Space. she's alien sexy. Oh, who? Look at her. Oh my. Oh meow. Yeah, look at her. Wow. You know, I I tell you what. She's wearing like a little weird tiara. If if you're sorts. if you're charismatic and you need a lot of sex, mm. starting a religion is a really good way to go. Yeah. You will just get so much sex. Yeah. It's yeah. just poontang all the time. Yeah. Start a little cult. <laughs> That's the way you get sex, yep. apparently. Yep. All right, Jennifer, thanks mm. for that. Yeah, thank you. Uh all right, I've got an email. Okay. And this comes to us from Alan. Uh, and he is responding to uh, the Amish romance. Oh, right. That we yeah, talked we about. talked about the, the, the romance novels. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he uh, he says that he owns a um, used bookstore in a small town in Georgia. Oh. And um, and he uh, he says that the, the, this, these books are nothing new. Um, that they've been uh, a thing for years now. And uh, in, he said that in fact uh, his shop has a whole section. Um, devoted to them and so he uh it's hot (laughs) but what i love is um so he so he explains he says the customers who read these aren't amish they're just nice old ladies (laughs) um and and he says i have never sold one to a man or a person under 65 oh um i haven't read any of the books but i get the sense that there's at least some discussion of the more restrictive unpleasant elements in amish life Mm. Uh, christian fiction actually has a much closer corollary to harlequin uh romances uh the love inspired series of romances which are basically just standard issue romance novels but with a really christian bent uh (laughs) what's kind of sad is how many of them are about a single mother falling in love and marrying her next door neighbor oh uh, after bringing him to jesus of course oh yes um or something like that the handsome next door neighbor yeah um, and half, that old chestnut. Half the titles are called "Next Door Daddy" or <laughs> "A Daddy for Christmas" or something like that. Here's the story of a next door daddy. <laughs> and then he adds, 
and this is sad. Having a loving partner to help you raise your kid should be a reality, not escapism, right? Oh, oh yeah. God, well, maybe me hurt. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe it's okay to just raise a kid on your own. But then he includes some photos that he took of the uh, Christian fiction section, and so there's like one sh- or a set of shelves. Um, a stack that says Christian fiction and then sort of adjacent to it is Christian fiction Amish. And it's a whole <laughs> stack as well. Okay. It looks like. And his name was, was Alan. Alan. Yeah. Alan, the day before you quit, I need you to take all of the Bibles and put them into the Christian fiction section. <laughs> it's when you're going to leave. Don't, I mean, don't jeopardize anything. Right. But at some point. Put all of the all of the Bibles need to go on to, into the Christian fiction. Yeah. I think that's delightful. I think that it's. Uh, I so you remember that when we were talking about this, somebody had dubbed the, the Amish ones because um, because Harlequin novels are dubbed bodice rippers, mm. and somebody had dubbed the Amish ones bonnet rippers. Yeah, I like that. I'd like to propose a, an alternate f- uh, phrase for them: beard grabbers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Anyways, he concludes uh, some photos of uh, two different uh, Amish books, uh, the, mm. the covers, uh, and one is called The Englisher, and it has a, a sort of a, a faded out, uh, handsome young man mm. who's floating above uh, a carriage, an Amish carriage. He's, a, he's Englisher than the rest of us. In, the Englisher. Um, or he, he does a... He gives it's it. Some, he gives it the old English. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. When he's and uh, and then there's another one, uh, Paradise Valley, mm. it has an Amish woman looking to a man who's looking away from her. From the best-selling author author of Levi's Will, <laughs> Dale Kramer. We, I love on the on the cover of uh, Paradise Valley, there are two people, neither of whom are looking in the direction of us. Right. You can't see either of their faces. No, I think that's, that's just a, a late that's a lazy painter. Yeah. He's like faces are hard. Yeah. I'm going to they're both going to be looking away wistfully. And there there's also a uh, a review, a pull quote from a review on the cover of this one that says, "If you like Amish fiction, you'll love this book." And that's from the New York Times bestselling. <laughs> oh, Beverly Lewis is a New York Times bestselling author. I love that. Yeah. It's it's like if, if you like wallowing around in in <laughs> mud, You'll enjoy this wallow. This pile of mud. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If you like really crap writing, you'll especially like this <laughs> crap writing. <sighs> yeah. So that's fun. Thank you for writing in, yeah, Alan. Thank you, Alan. That's, that's that was fun. fun. And uh, we... I was at work when that one came in, and I was like, yay. Did, did you it giggle? Gave me a little, it gave me a little relief from work. So. Yeah. All righty. Nice. Um, I would like to. Uh, I would like to now direct your attention uh, to the Mormons. Ooh, Mormons, <laughs> Mormons. There's mm. more Mormons than you expect. They're more man than you know. Woo! Yeah, it's true though. Uh, so as we teased at the beginning, of, at the top of our show, mm. uh, and now we're slowly working our way down to the bottom. Of our show, mm. uh, we uh, the there's more Mormons than we know about. We uh, we we all grew up knowing, you know, when you think Mormon, if you ask, you know, random person on the street in mid middle America somewhere, you think Utah, uh-huh. you think Salt Lake City. Now you think Mitt Romney. You think Mitt Romney. You think uh, uh, missionaries. You think 
probably a lot of myths that don't actually apply, like can't dance or something like sure. that. Sure. We're yeah. You, you know, you, there's no drinking. Sure, you might know that. Yeah. No, uh, no effing and jeffing. You know that they're nice people. Uh huh. You probably know that. You probably have this impression they, that they're you, nice. You people. might have a sense that they bug you every now and then at your door. Yeah. Yeah. What you don't know is that's just one. That's only one offshoot yeah. Yeah. of Joseph Smith's legacy. Yeah. Pretty amazing, actually. I tell um, you what, man. We I'm, went nope. down the Mormon rabbit hole. Ugh, it doesn't end. The thing is, we had to scamper back out of that rabbit hole partway down, but we could see that it just goes on and on forever. Yeah. So basically what happened here um, was in, and this is this is the critical important thing to kind of know about mormonism in general or the latter-day saint movement if you're going to like look it up mm. on like wikipedia or somewhere and you're going to do like a quick little overview of it look for the latter-day saint movement yeah okay anyways um the the first church that was founded by joseph smith that spawned all of this was called the church of christ right and he organized it on uh april 6th 1830 by the I way if you say if you say to, I mean, I'm in a neighborhood, I'm surrounded by Mormons because I'm in uh, Salt Lake City. If I go up to any of my Mormon neighbors and say, Joseph Smith, true or false, Joseph Smith founded a church called the Church of Christ, mm. they will say false. That's true. This yeah. is not something that is known. But if you said, was your church founded on April 6, 1830, they'd say yes. Correct. Because... This is the whole thing. Every all the all these different offshoots, they're all claiming that they are the continuation of Joseph Smith's right. teachings. Modern day Mormons do not know that they're that they are part of a of, of several rebranding efforts, <laughs> <laughs> starting with Joe Smith himself, yeah, and then moving right uh, along. So away. during Joseph Smith's lifetime, there was the Church of Christ, then there was the Church of the Latter Day Saints, mm -hmm. and then there was the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, which sort of first surfaced in 1838 i think i remember mm -hmm. reading yep um and, and stuck and that's the one that stuck and that's the one that everybody talk, well not everybody talk about a clumsy damn title for a church oh even it's, i mean as a little kid i was like it, what is it again right and not only is it like a mouthful yeah. not is it not only is it like okay wait you're gonna have to tell me that three more times so that i remember right. it's also what the hell does that mean? It's kooky sounding. How do you church of the of church of Jesus Christ? How many ofs do we need? Of Latter Day Saints. The ch yeah. How about the church full of Latter Day Saints who like Jesus Christ? The <laughs> well, there was actually one of the offshoots that kind of got it right. Uh, let me scroll down. I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling, scrolling down. Scrolling. Scrolling. Uh, and I'm passing up thirty, forty, some odd. Um, the Latter Day Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, that okay. one's not bad. That one's way better. That, that's way, way, way better. And that was formed in 2007. Or what, what, what about Latter-day Church of Jesus of, of Jesus Christ's saints or something like that? Well, if you want to get the yeah. saints in because yeah. they think that they're saints, they don't really think that they're saints. They're using that word in a way that nobody else ever used that word. The saints are just followers of Jesus Smith. Right. Yeah. 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 But, but he used that. I, I mean, I, I actually think that might have been pretty clever on his part. Because if you get if you get to call yourself a saint, mm. then uh, then there's something. Then you feel special. Yeah, that's true. Everybody yeah. else isn't a saint, but yeah. I'm a saint. I'm a latter day saint. Yeah. 
Well, why don't you cover your little the, the three witnesses? Okay, this so important. so here's how, here's where we start. We start with Joe Smith bl- claiming that he had been given been been pointed by a, uh, a an angel mm-hmm. to a hill where was buried golden plates. Yeah, plates of gold upon which was written mm. a history, an account, if you mm-hmm. will. Of peoples on the in the Americas, right? Uh, these peoples were purported to be uh, from Jerusalem. Yes, they hopped on a boat. Mm-hmm. They built a boat. They built a boat and then hopped on it. Yeah, got them here mm-hmm. to the Americas, where they thrived for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's whence come our American Indians. Yeah. Uh, so you might say. That sounds suspicious, Dan. <laughs> well, maybe until you learn that there were witnesses oh, yeah. to these plates of gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there, a, a total of 12 mm. people claim to have witnessed it. Uh, but the most important of those 12 are the three witnesses. Oh. More In Mormon lore and in Mormon churches you'll hear them talk a lot about the three witnesses. If right. you go to the if you go to the Temple Square downtown in Salt Lake mm-hmm. City, you will see uh, in in, bra- in just in uh, encased in brass, mm-hmm. not encased, emblazed. It's carved out in brass, you'll see the testimony of the three witnesses. Okay. And and little molded. Uh, molded, thank you. <laughs> sure. We'll go with molded that. in brass. And then you'll also see uh Brass likenesses of these three mm. witnesses, which you got to think that's going to gall Joseph Smith, and I'll tell you why. Cast in brass. Cast. Thank you. Cast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What do you do with a mold?" Because yeah, exactly. the mold wasn't brass, right? You cast there. it. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so these three witnesses all claimed. Well, the stories get a little bit hazy. Start with the official. The official word is they saw the golden plates. They were shown them by an angel. Mm-hmm. They witnessed an angel. They saw the golden plates. And who were the three guys? Uh, Oliver Cowdery, Martin Harris, and David Whitmer. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so these three guys are important in in Mormon history. Oh yeah, they saw it. They, they saw, saw it. it. They witnessed it. Uh, it was l- later. A couple of them said that they didn't see it with their eyeballs. But they saw it with their heart balls or their <laughs> their feelings. They saw it with their feelings. Yeah. And what did the one, did he even get well, that close? Well, there was also Martin Harris who, when nothing was happening, said, mm, well, and again, you know, we don't, who knows what story is real or whatever. Right. But Martin Harris left before the angel showed up because he felt like he was impeding the, uh, mm. the, 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 the miracle. Wow. And, uh, and so, so. Really, this miracle happened with Oliver Cowdery and David Whitmer, with Joseph Smith standing there or being there with them, kneeling so he, down. He was a witness. He saw it. There were three. There, yeah, exactly. There he were three. Just one of them was people. one of them was Joseph Smith, and then <laughs> and then somehow I think somehow Martin Harris like got. Well, he signed it. Yeah, he, he signed the statement. I think, said that he saw it. I think I think he uh, he may have. What did he do? Did he get another? Did he? Get a second get chance. Get a second chance at it. I think he might have he might have claimed that he got a second chance at it. Anyway, <laughs> here's a fascinating little fact. None of them none of them mm. followed Joseph Smith t- till his death. 
Oh, yeah. They were all three excommunicated from Joseph Smith's church hmm. during his lifetime. Yeah. Which means that they did not... Th- th- this is not... They were never part of, like, the Brigham Young Church. No, 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 no. They were not never part of that. I mean, this is, like... This is early Mormonism. Yeah, this is this early Midwest Mormonism. Mormonism. And uh, so here's what's interesting about these three guys. First of all, the Mormons will hold the the, the current downtown Mormons, the mm-hmm. ones that we talk about as the Mormons, but mm-hmm. are actually, but I'm going to call them the Youngites. Mm. The young, the, because they followed Brigham Young here to Utah. Mm. The Youngites uh, will tell you this is this is the group that you and I were raised in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, and then you know, there's 14 million of them or something. They claim. They so they claim. Yeah. Uh, but they, uh, um, their idea, if you say to them, Hey, these, none of these three guys, these three witnesses that you hold up as being so important, none of them stayed in the church. They were all excommunicated. They will tell you, but none of them recanted their vision. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that always baffled me. Right. Like, why didn't they recant their vision? Right. Well, as it turns out, most of them went on to form their own version. <laughs> They all went on and joined up with other groups, and now we have our introduction into splitter groups of the LDS movement. Right. And the first ones that we will be looking at are those that were separated from Joseph Smith, um, Joseph Smith's group. While he was alive. While he was alive. So this is prior to 1844. And I'm just going to rattle off their names super duper quick. Uh, we have the Pure Church of Christ, mm. the Independent Church, mm-hmm. the Church of Christ, yeah. the Church of Christ Parishite, yes. the Austin Church, mm. Church of Christ again, <laughs> Church of Jesus Christ, the Bride, the Lamb's Wife. <laughs> we have another Church of Christ, and we have the True Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm. Um, because like we said, the name had evolved at a certain point. So some of the, the first two were actually split offs. Of the Church of Christ, the first one. Right. Joseph and Smith's then, first incarnation. Of. And then um, the then the next one was in 1836, and that was the first offshoot of the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Right. And now, there were two of those, and then finally they're all Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But what's important here is that those are uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. No hyphen in Latter-day and the D is capitalized, <laughs> which is actually really important. To them. I don't give a shit. Well, in making <laughs> distinctions about right. which groups yeah. we're talking about. Right. Because there's different spellings. Now, none of the none of the groups that you just listed are currently... They're all defunct Those groups. are all defunct. They've all, all of those first ones... They've all died out. Yeah. Uh, those were... I mean, but these were founded very soon after... I mean, Joe Smith founded his in April of 1830. The first offset, uh, offshoot groups... Were 1831, 1832, 1836, 37, 39. I mean, these they they started quick. Oh yeah. The thing is, they loved the Book of Mormon. They loved the Book of Mormon. People loved this book. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and you know, I I read a whole a whole essay on on how the the uh, the reason that Joseph Smith was so successful. Mm-hmm. Because this was a time when everybody and his dog was starting religion, oh, yeah. especially in that area of the country. Right. Everybody was starting. Everybody, you know, if you owned a milk crate to stand on, <laughs> you were going to start a religion. <laughs> right. But he was more, way more successful than anybody else. And the reason was 
He had a book. Oh, he had a, something tangible. And it wasn't just a book. It was, it was a book based on Indian treasure. And yeah. everybody was obsessed with Indian treasure. As a matter of fact, Joseph Smith started out his career uh, doing divining work with a divining well, rod and stuff, looking for Indian treasure. There was that. And I think, I mean, I've always sort of had the impression that it also had this Americanness to it. Mm. It appealed to Americans because of its sort of... It, it, it gave religious significance to the Americas. Right. right. Jesus came here. Jesus came here. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's very important. And and it uh, it gives a good origin story for the for the Indians, which yeah. nobody knew where they came from yeah. or what they were like, all about. How could these people just be here? What what could have happened? Why would they be here? They of were all places on this planet. And then the There were the Without obvious. Europeans here, how did they get here? The thing is that after you hear the real reason why they're here, it's be- it becomes so blatantly obvious. Oh, of course. They were Jews. Oh, yeah. They were clearly why Jews. They Jews? Why, why? You that look, makes perfect sense. You look at, just, just look at an Apache face. Just look at look at the next oh. the next Cherokee person you meet. Yeah, and just imagine like some ringlets. Yeah, yeah, coming yeah. down in front of their ears. Just, uh, just go up to them and say, Oy vey, this weather. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm schwitzing like a muff yeah. something over here. Yeah. I, I literally ran out of Yiddish. Oh. I was going to try. I was schwitzing. Was, I was on the right track. And yeah. then I, I said the words like a uh, and mm. had nowhere to go. I'm schwitzing like a dog. I like, a said, Goya. like a Goya. Like a Goya. Because Goya sweats so much. Yeah, we, we, we Goya. Goya. We Goya. <laughs> the Goyem of the world. We're a bunch of sweaters. <laughs> okay, so anyways, anyway, we are off track. Well, no, I, there is no real track here. This is a, this is a, we are flying blind, people, because there's too much of this yeah. to cover. So anyways, enter the exit of Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith gets killed. Now, before he gets killed, you have to understand, it did come to light. He was keeping it secret, but it did come to light that he was possibly practicing polygamy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and people didn't like that. And people, a lot of folks didn't like that. Um, so there was, so that splintered a whole bunch of people away mm. into different things. Um, the uh, matter of fact, what got him killed was uh, a group of other. Uh, so one of the th- groups that you mentioned, the True Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, yes. published. In the Nauvoo Expositor, a newspaper, charges against Joseph Smith uh, the, about the uh, about him being, you know, uh, a, polygamist, yeah. a polygamist. And then he, in response, had had their uh, printing press destroyed. Yeah. He sent his goons, yeah. Mormon goons, to oh. destroy their printing press, and that's what led to him being jailed. Mm-hmm. And then he was murdered. Or if you're Mormon, martyred mm. in the jail. Yeah, that's true. Well, all hell breaks loose. Oh, man. Because who do you who, follow? Yeah, who? Who? Who's next? Who of all these groups? Joseph Smith himself said, my son. Yeah. Will but be his the son next was one. still a kid. But his son was 11. Yeah. Or something. Uh, I think it was about plus 11. Plus or minus a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so what do you do? What do you do? Well, this Brigham Young guy steps up and says, hey, what about me? And a lot of people go, yes. And he says, we're going to cross the whole the whole country. And they still said yes. 
Yeah. Most of the people went with him. Yeah. And thrived. Yes. They settled settled the uh settled in the Great Basin. The 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 Great Salt Lake Valley. Yes. Um and uh and so that's the group that you know. That's the group that, that Frank and I were raised uh, with with their teachings, mm-hmm. that lineage. Well, more or less. I mean, with, with let's with, face it, with Brigham some Young did some teaching that the 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 downtown church has left, right? Has left behind, right? Right, including polygamy, including polygamy, and they've distanced themselves from a lot of his teachings. The Correct. God theory, blood mm-hmm. atonement, right? All of these things. You know, those are the, just to listen to a moon, couple of the famous moon ones. people. Moon people. <laughs> they've since they've since moon left Quakers us, left aside the moon Quakers. Yeah. The, the, so there's a lot that the the, the 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 corporate church has has left behind. Right. Um. And so one of those things was polygamy. Yeah. And when they left that behind, well, a lot of a lot of Mormons felt that that was really important. And this happened the manifesto or sort of the declaration of the right. fact that they were no longer going to be polygamists happened in 1890. Yeah. And then we see well we really don't see a, a splinter groups happening until the eight, uh, I'm sorry, until the 1920s because that's when they really started getting serious about it. Right. There was still there was still quite a bit of like mainstream Mormonism like Doing a little wink and nod to oh, ex- yeah. extra wives there, here and there. There were still extra wives being sealed to their husbands Wilfred in Wood- the temple. Again, Wilfred Woodruff, who signed, who came out with the manifesto. He was the, the president of the church. He at was that the point. prophet of the church at the point. He said, "God whispered in my ear, we're not going to be doing this anymore." Right. He himself took yet another wife. He already had plural wives. Uh-huh. He took yet another wife. After the manifesto, yeah. oh, it was no, there was nothing sincere about the manifesto. Oh no, it was just to placate well, the federal government. There was not there was there was the sincere part about uh, please stop taking our stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and yeah. please don't declare war on us and throw me in jail. Yeah. So here's a list. I'm going to rattle off another list. These are all splinter groups starting in the 1920s who believe that they are following the revelations and teachings of Joseph Smith Jr. and Brigham Young. Including the practice of plural marriage, right? And because because it it was unequivocal. There were so many statements made about how it's absolutely this is the word of God. This polygamy thing will never fail fall from the earth. Mm-hmm. It's going to continue forever. It's 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 holy and it's it's right. Right. So you know you hear that enough, and then when they say don't do it anymore, and you, you might see that it's for purely political reasons. Yeah, you might be tempted to go. Oh, that dude's bullshit. Yeah. We need to keep doing this. Yeah. And so we have the Short Creek community. We have the Latter-day Church of Christ. And that's a Kingston group, actually, if that means anything to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the Apostolic United Brethren. That's the All Reds. We have the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. We have the Church of the Firstborn in the Fullness of Times. That's the Lebar- one of the LeBarons. Right. Um, there's the Church of the Lamb of God. That's the other LeBaron. Other LeBaron. He had his brother killed. Yeah. Uh, Church of the New Covenant in Christ. Yeah. Confederate Nations of Israel. <laughs> Confederate <laughs> Nations of Israel. Uh, the Righteous Branch of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You have the School of the Prophets. You have Centennial Park. There's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the Kingdom of God. Mm. We have the True and Living Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We have the Church of the Firstborn and the General Assembly of Heaven. Mm. And we have the Blackmore Bountiful Community. Wow. And that was founded as recently 
as 2002. Yeah. So the years on these are the 1920s, uh, 1954, 1954, 1955, 1972, Um, they're the ones that are down in uh, Bluffdale. Right. Bluffdale, are, Utah. Bluffdale, Utah. That's the southernmost part of eastern Utah. Right. No, and, western Utah. And then, Bluffdale's on the west. And then... Right? North. I'm sorry, what? I'm just trying to geographically locate Bluffdale in my head. Bluffdale... Isn't Bluffdale one of the twin cities of Bluffdale and Colorado City? No. That's Colorado City and... Uh, and... Uh, <sighs> I don't remember. Okay. Anyways, um, let's see, Bluffdale. I'm just going to click on it real the, quick. The Colorado, to... the Colorado City ones are the ones that eventually moved down to El Dorado, Texas. Colorado City is is in the central, is right on the border, the southern border of the of Utah. Um, it's it's in Colorado City is technically in Arizona. Yes, that's true. Um, and then the Utah side is. Uh, oh, Bluffdale, of course. Bluffdale's in. Anyways, I know where Bluffdale is. It's not anywhere near. It's on the there. east. It's Bluffdale's on the east side of Utah, of southern Utah, and Colorado City, uh, and its Utah equivalent that neither of us can think of, is on the west side of the of of the Utah border. Well, wait a second. Of the southern Utah border. Yes, but isn't Bluffdale in Salt Lake County? No, it's way the hell down there. Oh no, Bluffdale. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking of a totally different city. I've just confused everybody. I apologize. <laughs> this that, is all, I was confused as well. This and then is all like, very I, difficult. I looked at Bluffdale and I was like, Right. Bluffdale's no, Bluffdale's not in, in southern Utah. It's in northern Utah. Right. It's sort of within the greater Salt Lake metropolitan it, area. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to sorry, folks. Now we've cleared that up. We do so much research. Yeah. Just so much so much research. Well, we do well, the problem is that we do a lot of research. <laughs> And then we for and then we start talking about things that we didn't bother researching yet. Yeah, that's true. That's what we do. Yeah. It's anyways. It's how we work. So those are all the groups that splintered off of sort of the Brigham Young group. <laughs> okay. Right. And then uh, there's this left of center thing um, that's sort of the next one on the list, and these are sort of liberal or inclusive um, groups. Mm. There was there was the Church of Zion, which was founded in 1868 defunct um there was the united order family of christ in 1966 and that broke off of the downtown church um and that's also defunct it lasted only not even 10 years right uh and then the restoration church of jesus christ also defunct um and that was formed in 1985 and that was the majority of the members were um, um lgbt oh And so it was it was the gay Mormon <laughs> church. <laughs> Here's the thing, folks. What we're getting at here, and this this theme, just allow this theme to continue in your brain as we proceed through all of this stuff. All of the groups that we are naming believe themselves to be the true uh in the true descendants of the lineage of the gospel of Joseph Smith. Well, they at least believe that they are the true followers. Right. They're the ones that have it all figured out. Right. Yeah. All of the other ones 
are the apostate followers mm-hmm. of Joseph Smith down to the down to the congregations that are like twelve p- people who are all in the same family. Mm. The they all believe that they are the true followers of Joseph Smith. Yeah. Um, the the Restoration Church of Jesus Christ. I like this. Their original name was the Church of Jesus Christ of all Latter Day Saints. <laughs> Stick it, so take it, downtown church. Yeah. So okay, so th- those are the ones that split off they, they after the... they got to Utah. Uh-huh. But there's something that happened before the when they went to Utah. Oh, which is I. which is that not everybody followed Brigham Young. Exactly. A lot of folks thought there was a pretty large group of people that were like, wait, Joe Smith said it was going to be his right. son. Uh-huh. What about that? And they looked to Joe Smith's first wife, Emma Smith, right. and said, hey, what about that? Yeah. And she said, yeah, let's, let's do that, and formed what, it, what, eventually, what became known as the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, which, uh, which then became known as, and is currently known as, the Community of Christ. Yes. The Community of Christ, the second largest current uh, LDS group. Right. Which had, with more than two hundred and fifty thousand members self-reported yeah. as of two thousand and six, right in the world, and I kind of trust their numbers. Talking to the woman at that desk when we were in Independence, right, and they had their little information desk, and we went up and we're like, "Hey, uh, blah blah blah." She seemed really honest on a lot of issues, mm-hmm. and there was something about I can't remember how she phrased it, but when she said, "Oh yeah, we have like two hundred thousand members," I was like, "I believe it." That feels that felt right. That felt right, and she because she had been really sort of sincere and sort of, sort of exhibited, um, sort of an intellectual honesty mm. about her until religion came, until it came time to talk about Joseph Smith's polygamy, which they claim, which she claimed is somehow controversial within the church, within that church. Yeah, it's not controversial no. by any historia, historical standard. No, but there you go. Yeah. But yeah, so so we visited their temple in uh, Independence, Missouri, mm. which is where they're still headquartered. Mm-hmm. Independence is awesome. Yeah, if you guys go to Kansas City and you want just a nutty little outing, <laughs> just jump into a rental car, head to Independence, Missouri, and you know, we've got a video coming up. You yeah. guys will go. You guys can go onto the YouTube and see the video about this. You can stand in any one place. You can stand in one place and point to what four, just from one vantage point. You could probably see about four, four. Yeah, you can see four from from one spot. But there are all of these offshoot churches represented, and they all want to be in this one place, right? Because of because it's Zion, (laughs) right? Joseph Smith declared this place to be Zion, and this is where. And and he meant sort of the near future when he said this, that they would build a temple. Right. Now they all sort of say that, well, it's where we, in the last days, will build a temple. Well, no, that's what, that's what the LDS That's what the LDS say. Yeah. The community of Christ have built a temple. They've built their temple. There. Across the street, though, from the lot. That's because, right. Because there is a lot there that Joseph Smith designated that's owned by the Church of Christ Temple Lot. <laughs> Which is another splinter group. Yes. They're tiny, but they own the lot, so fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know. It is amazing. They've got it. And then, of course, the LDS church, the the downtown church, the 
followers of Brigham Young. Mm-hmm. They have a visitor center there and a ward house mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. to sort of make their presence felt. Right. And then, oh my gosh, you guys, you drive around and you just see all these churches and you, you know, anywhere else in the South, when you're driving around, you think, oh, it's just another, you know, church. Or it's it's a, it's going to be Baptist or it's going to be Pentecostal. Or it's going to be whatever. In that half mile radius, uh-huh. it's going to be like, it's going to say something about Zion or it's going to say something, but it's all Mormon offshoots. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. It is so nutty. Right. And so these are uh, the reorganized church sort of groups, um, which you could call Josephites. Some people do call these people, people who sort of, they they never had anything to do with Brigham Young. Right. Right. These are people who go back to Joseph. So they go back and they go back through Joseph Smith. The third. The third. Because Joseph Smith, the Joseph Smith that we refer to when we say Joseph Smith is junior. Right. Yeah. Uh, so this is Joseph Smith the third. So yeah, the, uh, so these the former are, RLDS, I grew up calling them RLDS because right. that's what my parents would call them, but they are the community of Christ. Well, then they called them that for good reason. They right. didn't reorganize or they didn't change their name until what? Like the 1980s. Is that when it happened? Uh, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Some, so. Somewhere in there. Um, and then they, they have groups that, uh, offshoot from uh, off shot from them right um, so they i mean they go back to the 1860s yes uh, and then in 1918 we have sort of their first group that was like nah screw you uh and that's the church of christian brotherhood mm-hmm. um they're defunct yeah they they split off so so the thing is that the reorganized church of jesus christ of latter-day saints was was pretty big which means if they're big enough what happens is then they start making proc- making decisions about what they believe, mm-hmm. and that causes other things to splinter off. Like it's, it basically all that happens is as soon as somebody says, "Hey, we believe X," right. then everybody who doesn't believe X starts their own damn religion where they believe Y. Right. And then when when the religion B that believes Y suddenly decides that oh we believe this thing now, mm-hmm. then everybody who doesn't believe that starts their own religion. And then right. you've got the Joeites and the Samites and the Tonyites. Tony Tonyites is a real one That's too. That's a real one. I made. So, there are the Strangeites. The Church of Jesus Christ Tonyite. We have the Independent RLDS or Restoration Branches. We have the Church of Jesus Christ restored in 1930. 1830. 1830. Uh, but they. They didn't they, organize until the mid-1980s. Right. Uh, we have the Church of Christ, again. We have the Church of Jesus Christ, Zion's Branch. We saw them. Yeah, um, Zion's Branch, we know. <laughs> re, uh, Restoration Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And then uh, also one that we saw was the Remnant Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And that uh, has about 1,000 to 2,000 members, and they're back behind the community of Christ. The Remnant Church, I believe, broke off because of uh, because the community when the community of Christ decided to allow women to have the priesthood. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I the, here's the thing: if you're going to join a Mormon offshoot church, go for the community of Christ mm. because they are pretty cool. Yeah, they actually are. They're like you know they're they're down for women. They're mm-hmm. down with the queers. Like. And there's plenty of them that you feel like you're actually part of something and yeah. not just some oh, yeah. kooky little... Yeah, you don't feel like you're part of like five crazy little thing. stupid cult. Yeah. Um, and then we have groups... Um, I'm not going to read all of these, but th- they claim to be followers of uh, Granville Hendrick. Right. And that's the Church of Christ Temple Lot people. Temple Lot are the Hendrickites. And that's then there's right. just a list of offshoots of that. <laughs> 
And then we have followers of Sidney Rigdon or William Bickerton, and these are known as Bickerton Knights. And we have a whole, well, not a whole list. There's like four of those. And then we have And you have to understand, some of these names will ring really important in a Mormon's ear. And some of them are like, you're like, who? Yeah. So Sidney Sidney Rigdon was like Joe Smith's right-hand man for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a long time. And then they had a falling out and he starts his own thing. Right. But apparently he wasn't charismatic enough. So this Bickerton guy came in and took over as the leader. Then we have followers of Alpheus Cutler. Mm, the Cutlerites. Um, the, he, I'm going to call them the Cutlery <laughs> group. <laughs> they uh, date back to uh, 1853. Mm-hmm. We have followers of, and but yet there's three groups of them. Uh, we have followers of James J. Strange, or the Strangeites. Mm-hmm. They date back to 1844. There's still a few hundred of them. And there's a few hundred of them. Floating and around. there's a good half a dozen groups. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's um, some additional... Uh, Latter-day Saint churches that are t- most of these are headquartered in the U.S. Uh, in the United States, east of the Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the uh, there's boy, there's a list of them. There's just a ton of these people. Yeah, like <laughs> then there's a group of spontaneous or unknown lineage, <laughs> including um, the Apostolic Divine Church of Ghana, which apparently formed when they couldn't get contact with Salt Lake City. Like, a bunch of missionaries had gone what? out and baptized a bunch of Ghanaians, a bunch of Africans, and then forgotten about them. <laughs> and they just basically were like, okay, uh, we're now called this. Like, somebody stepped up and became their leader. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's it's just nutty. Yeah. It's just... Uh, yeah. And what's, what's, what's great about this is that, you know, you ask your average what we think of as Mormon mm. about any of this. No clue. No clue. No fucking clue. Because they don't, they don't type Mormon into Google. No, they, they don't, they know not to do that. They know better than to search anything. Right. They, uh, that's not they, smart. They've got the book of Mormon. They can just read that. But the thing is that most of these, most of these groups believe in the book of Mormon. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I think almost all of them do. It's just so strange. But then some to... of the, some of them will, will, will abandon other Mormon scripture, like the Pearl of Great Price, or the the certain doctrine, sections of the, the Doctrine and Covenants, and Covenants or yeah, an, or expur- whole thing. an expurgated version of the Doctrine and Covenants, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's interesting, um, and I don't know what we've really sort of elucidated here, other than just to like just to show off how how kooky the whole thing is. Well, here's the you know here's one point uh, that occurs to me. When because both my parents were LDS historians mm. uh, in their in their professional careers, at least yes. at some point in their professional careers. Okay, and uh, and so they would go to the Mormon History Association conventions. Mm. Uh, my mom was even president of the Mormon History Association for a while, mm. um, and so they uh, they you know they would come back and tell me stories about things, and then I found out that our LDS people were showing up. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, why are they showing up to the Mormon History Association? Uh, interesting. Yeah. Why would they do that? And why would they let, why would the Mormons, the real Mormons, why would we as real Mormons let them in? Right. And then, and now I realize they've got a significant chunk of Mormon history. Oh, yeah. They, you know, M- and- Mormon history is a lot theirs. Mm-hmm. And you, boy, you hear a Mormon talk about Emma Smith. Oh, they they venerate 
and 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 then they kind of they, they also don't really there's there's, there's a, moments there's a love hate relationship the, with Emma the, the 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 downtown Mormons have been trying to like kind of clean up sort of perceptions of Emma that's sort of my perspective yeah I but think so because when certain conversations about Mormon history do come up about like how she wouldn't move west with Brigham Young and all right. that kind of stuff boy people have said some things but I've the, heard things about Emma Smith <laughs> really yeah. Wow. Not nice. Some bad mouthing. Yeah. I I never heard anything about, like in church, I never heard word one about Emma Smith except that she was a good and loyal, faithful wife to Joseph. Mm. And nothing about the fact that she, with, you know, with the help of others, started an offshoot of the church with her son as uh, in place as, as the eventual leader. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. A little nutball. Yeah. And what was also fun is when we were in uh, Independence and going through the temple uh, of the um, the RLDS the temple, RLDS temple the, or the, the community of community Christ of Christ temple, which temple. you're allowed to just tour through. Oh, yeah, well, it's 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 basically just a fancy church. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, that's what my impression of it was. Cathedral, think cathedral. Yeah, it's big. It's got lots of seats. It's got it's, a, co- it's got a kind of it's got like a Nautilus shell spiral going up. Yeah. from the... I I, I kind of dug it. Yeah, it was fine. It was, it was very non-traditional mm-hmm. sort of religious space, but with traditional trappings, right. pews and hymnals and sure. podium and and organ. big pipe organ big and all that kind organ, of stuff. Yeah. But it was just sort of set in a, in a more kind of modern type setting. Right. Uh, and anyways, um, what I what I thought was was sort of fascinating, and it actually pulled back some memories for me because I, my family had gone out to out there when, when I was a kid and, uh, there were a couple obviously Mormon, um, gentlemen came walking in and you can tell that they're Mormon because they've got their, it was, I think it was it Sunday when we were there. Mm -hmm. Um, they had their, their white shirts on and Mm -hmm. slacks and you could see the, the garments and all of that. So you knew that they were like main, they were downtown Mormons. They were, they were youngites. They were young youngites, and uh, they um, just the smug look on their oh, face. Yeah, like seriously, just like ugh, Jesus, look at this. It's this, how pathetic it is. Pathetic. This it, is a temple. This pathetic. I don't even think it was. This is a temple. It's like this. These people are still going. Yeah. These people look. It was decided. The real Mormons are us. <laughs> Not them. Not you guys. Why wow, are you still this doing is this? Sad. Why are you still doing this? Is it? Sad. And it is. Oh, it's very sad. Yeah. I, th- I, the thing I wanted to do, and I, I couldn't get your attention quick enough, was I wanted to like go and sort of follow them around, <laughs> right, right, and be like, wow, these people really have it figured out. Right. They really have Joseph Smith. I've, I've heard about Joseph Smith before, but like, I. This is a different perspective, and I really like it. Yeah, this is so much better than mainstream Mormonism. Yeah, this is the this is the best version of Mormonism. This is the best Mormon, which it actually kind of is. It is, but we um, should totally we 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 need to go back there, and we need to do that. Yeah, just plant ourselves in a group, <laughs> in a big group, in a tour group, uh huh, and just all the time just be making comments about you know I've studied up on the Latter Day Saints. <laughs> This is way better. You guys are doing such a great job. Yeah. You're so much better than they are. <laughs> and so much more legitimate. Yeah. Your claim to Joseph Smith's lineage, that makes so much sense. It's so, 
Yeah, because he said it. Yeah, he said it. Who's this Brigham Young interloper? He totally yeah. duped everybody. Yeah. Wow. Huh. That other church Boy, is I feel just a, sorry for those people. They're just a bunch of dupes. Ah, oh, so sad. It's rough. <laughs> but we have to wait until we're in a because Mormons go there. Oh, they go. Oh, yeah, they love it. So we, we have to wait until we're. It's one of sort of the Mormon history stops. If you're doing, if you're right. dragging your kids across the country and making them miserable. To go see some some Mormon history crap. Right. You're going to hit Nauvoo, and you're going to hit a few of those places, and then you're going to just swing by Independence, and you're going to check it out, right. and you're going to be like, uh, what is this? The thing is, I would, <laughs> the thing is, the joke that we just made of, of like, you know, lauding the community of Christ just to spite the Mormons, Yeah, I would totally do that. Oh, yeah. No. I would, I would never. There was no joke. I would, I the thing is, The thing is, I wouldn't, I would never go into somebody's house of worship and then denigrate their house of worship while I'm in there. <laughs> no. But I will laud them and heap praise on them <laughs> to bug somebody else. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep raising my hand. Now, wait. Do the LDS church believe that gays are okay? Oh, they don't? Oh, oh my God. That's gross. That's a bummer you guys have them beat there too yeah. you guys are really doing a good job i'm keeping a running tab here and you guys are doing great and you let women into the priesthood wait did the mormons do that no oh, oh my gosh they're missing the boat every single time boy they are just behind the time when did you they? guys accept black people before oh, you mean back in the 1800s what what oh my gosh no the, Score one more for Community of Christ, I guess. Wow. <laughs> you mean you've been ahead of or right along with every social movement this country has ever had? <laughs> wow. Now, wait. Did you guys practice polygamy? You didn't practice polygamy? In fact, you hate it? Wow. Huh. That just seems like it's in line with social values. Huh. Wow, That's I guess the I guess the Mormon Church really just is full of crap. <laughs> uh, well, all right. If you'd like to chime in on any of this, you can find us on Facebook, at... or if you need us to point you in the direction of which church, which Mormon church you should join. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll give you advice. Yeah, just tell us what you want to believe, and we'll find the Mormon offshoot for you. Yeah. And uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash TGIatheist. Or you can email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could uh, let your voice be heard and leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yeah, sing a hymn. Yeah. Uh, remember to find our videos on YouTube. There's going to be a new one hitting it if you yeah. haven't uh, already seen it by yeah. this point. Uh, and and, uh, and, and uh, stay with us. We'll be back next week. You know, one of the things we might be doing next week, by the way, is uh, we'll, we got a lot of emails about mm. our discussion last week um, about, you know, and the week before about the, 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 the atheist bench, what the atheist movement is about. I think we're going to continue we're that gonna, conversation. We're follow that up. By uh, that point, it'll also have been revealed. So it'll be a good point. Too. Okay. So 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 we'll be talking more. about some of your, your your emails. A lot of you make very interesting points. Yeah. So we'll be going through that. Yeah, and thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for letting us use their music. And Sarah the intern. Yeah, for being an intern. <laughs> for and for being Sarah. <laughs> uh, well, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>